Giga Kick in the white cap. Clear from Shelby, 66 and Maria Mia. Nature Strip rolls up the rise. Three lengths clear from Mazu. Passive aggressive. Giga Kick five lengths away. Nature Strip, the world champion sprinter, trying to fend them up. Mazu's the first to challenge. Nature Strip, Mazu. Giga Kick lengthening. And I wish I win down the outside. I wish I win. Went past Giga Kick, Mazu. I wish I win from last. A spectacular TJ win. I wish I win. All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach. Been a couple of weeks, uh, but we're looking to wrap up 2023. We are recording on the 28th of December. Thought I'd play on with I Wish I Win's TJ win. It was rated uh, top-rated win of 2023. Crazy win when you look back at it. We'll probably talk on it a bit more later, but the Luke Nolan... Uh, Luke Nolan was aboard Heavy 9 that day from last on the turn, flew past, ran uh, Giga Kick second, Mazu, which we'll touch on as well, changed ownership, came third, and Nature Strip, who has now retired fourth, but uh, crack and win, I wish I win. All right, hope everyone has had a good Chrissy, and then they're going to enjoy the time, New Year's and all that. Hopefully you've got a bit of time off, whether it's around Christmas or like myself throughout January. Uh, it's been a cracking year. There's been some amazing racing. We're going to be wrapping up uh, probably our favourite wins throughout the 2023. And then, God, if we like anything this weekend or a New Year's Day or whatever, we'll touch on that at the end. But a relatively quick podcast this week, uh, just highlighting our favourite parts of 2023 and the major stories that have caught our eye. But um, it's always good to highlight the really cool things that has happened throughout the year. Uh, if you are listening, Spotify would be great if you could five-star us. And then if you're liking tips and whatnot, I'm still putting up uh, tips generally on Saturday. It's been going okay the last couple of weeks. Jump in the Facebook group. We'll offer it. We'll prove you there. Always like to have people offering their own mail as well. We had someone post up a couple of winners the other day too, which were at nice odds. So they were really good. But uh, jump in Facebook. We're on Twitter, on Instagram. We're everywhere. So uh, enjoy that. But uh, let's get the boys on. I think Koai's had a couple of scoos. But um, Tommy been a big year yeah mate it's uh been a huge year um just going through a few results and a lot of horses that sort of on the peripheral and sort of really stepped up and a lot of champs retiring i saw um i think the tab put out a thing today about the class uh 2023 retirements and you you had half an everest field there and um in in nature strip and eddie and and the like of them lost and running and and all that, so we've seen the um, we've seen the new brigade really take over, and um, oh, Animo as well, of course, and and uh, a lot of new horses on the scene. I know you're talking about wish, um, I wish I wins really stamped his authority. I think this time last year, think about it at one uh, one race, or maybe just one one or two. So really, really stepping it up, and um, yeah, been a massive year. I think I saw that today as well, and I jotted down my own sort of ones retiring. I think they missed like quite a lot. I, I wrote down Equinox, of course, but Kementari, Kungata, Incentivize, bloody, I don't know, uh, like you said, Animo, even poor old Eduardo. Um, but, Coey, uh, where are you, mate? At a brewery, I hear, on the piss. Not working today. Not working today. Day off, boys. Um, yeah, just charging through the uh, the festivities, as we do, and um, just out at the brewery, Dad and Dave's today, and... We've just been hopping, to be absolutely honest, so we've been to a couple of local area breweries. So if for those that haven't been down to Brookville, it's kind of got like a, I guess, a Marrickville scene. It's kind of an industrial area, and you just go one to the next, and it's all in walking distance. So Is Chubb still yeah. open? 
think well, I haven't been down that far, but I think Chubbs is now something else. I might have reopened, I, I think. It might have reopened? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, at the same time, there's so many options. I think within the 200-metre radius, there's probably about shit, seven, seven or eight breweries now. Yeah. It's so close to each other, and it's just it's perfect for a day out. Of, and the weather's glorious today, so... They're going down well, boys. Yeah, Brookie is amazing. I just popped over to the Newport Arms, and it is shockers. You can't even get a seat there, so I'd hate to think what New Year's Eve is going to be like there. Um, that's going to be a headache. But um, I mentioned just before we hit record there, Coey, I told you what the top-rated win was of 2023, and it was I Wish I Wins TJ. You were a bit shocked. Uh, rated 127. Um, I played on with it, the audio. It was – look, I had, I'd forgotten about it. Not completely about it, but how well it did. It was last on the turn, heavy nine, right down the outside, and wins at 10 bucks and up against some pretty stars like Nature Strip, uh, Giga Kick, all those sort of ones as well. So uh, you were a bit shocked, were you? Well, slightly. I mean, I think just the fact that it was a – I mean, it, put it this way, I was shocked because it was kind of, I don't know, so long ago it feels like now. It's over, you know, it's eight months ago. Well, nigh on anyway, so – it's crazy to think that eight months ago, I wish I wouldn't won that race on the, the heavy Randwick track over the 1200. And I mean, in hindsight, like the rating probably adds up with nature strips and the likes who are still performing really well. And I guess when you were going through the top 10, like the Manicato field by comparison to the I wish I win TJ field, it's kind of night and day almost, I feel like. And both of them hit the top 10. So it, I think it makes sense it's the highest rating race. But, yeah, it did take me by a little bit of surprise. When I go the top 10, I think it was, I wish I wins TJ, Giga Kicks, All Age, Think About It, The Everest, Imperatrice, Manicato, Dubai, Honor, Ranvit, and Queen Elizabeth, Mr. Brightsides, Maccabi, Diva, Fangirl, King Charles, Romantic Warrior, Cox Plate, Without a Fire, Caulfield and Melbourne, Gold Trip, Turnbull, and Alligator Blood, Futurity. Uh, Tommy, Giga Kick as well, that was a pretty amazing win in the All Age that... It beat. It ran actually ran really well in the TJ, only losing to the fast finishing. I wish I win, but um, it still defeated a pretty good Group One field in like Zaki and Cascadian and all that in the All Aged. Uh, it, it's definitely one that's. I, I guess it came on the scene in the Everest, but yeah, really uh, stepping it up against good quality and then uh, losing the Imperatrice. And I guess Imperatrice is the one uh, really want to see how good he is against some. Uh, Better opposition come autumn as well. So, I'd, yeah, I'm a big fan of new horses coming through and uh, new champions of the turf. And Giga Kick's definitely going to be one in Imperatries. I think uh, they might have a little battle going forward. There's been a few, like, talks about Imperatries next year. So, Kohai, it is, it is, as far as I remember, it is going to the TJ and stuff? I think they wanted to do three runs, if I recall, I'll have to just Google that quickly. But I'm sure the the TRKL team were adamant that they already had a you know a plan set in place, and it is the horse that we need to keep an eye on. I mean, I didn't think it was going to go this well. It was, I think it was the highest rate, well, not highest rated, but it was the most successful Group One winner in 2023. So it's no slouch, and my goodness, like I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, talking to a couple of traders before like lead, leading up into the Everest and if by the seems of things, if Imperatrice was definitely going to the Everest, they would have been chalking up a short price on it. So especially after the news of Giga Kick not going and, you know, this and the other, I think it will be an exciting proposition going forward um, just to see where it lands and just the fact that they've already landed on the three runs that they want to have in the autumn or late autumn, albeit, uh, it's going to be exciting come, well, 
come the spring because, I mean, I have to assume that the camp's got nothing else to prove with that, you know, high-priced broodmare and it'll have to go towards the Everest. I have to think that – I know they've been adamant that they didn't want to go to the Everest this year, but next year it's surely in their mind and I'm sure that it'll get picked up real quick. Yeah, well, they've ruled out Ascot, but actually I was reading it now. So they, they commence on February 17 in the Black Caviar, so that's not even that far away. Um, and William Reed. And then the last will be the TJ. So there, there's some big gaps between those runs, but I would love it to see it in the Everest. That would be uh, unbelievable. Tommy, think about it. Uh, Everest, one of the biggest days for you boys, especially working with Skies. Um, all your work goes towards this race. And what it, it was amazing was that I was all over Private Eye, um, but the Joe Pride runner, think about it. What it Didn't it win like a benchmark 70 or something at the beginning of the year and then within a couple of months, not a couple of months, eight or nine months is winning like the richest race in the world. Yeah, I think from that it, it went from, yeah, winning a race in town to winning a Stradbroke all within a couple of months and then continue to go up and win an Everest was just ridiculous. I think a lot of people have a lot of different tips in there, but he was he was just too good. He um, put himself right into the race and big big year for Sam Clipperton too, singing with the horse and um, having a, Having a huge year and them trusting him. And Joe Pride, just ridiculous year for Joe Pride, um, getting a few other horses to really compete as well. And um, he saw, I think he saw Eddie go and he welcomed another champ in. And, yeah, Private Eye was pretty unlucky not to go close as well. It, it copped a bit of a check and still managed to win third. But um, huge year for Joe Pride. Well, do we mention Joe Pride now, Coey? So news came out yesterday that Marzu has jumped camp and is now with Joe Pride. It's a bit of a bizarre one, don't you think? Totally agree. I didn't, didn't see that one coming at all. A bit left field, just the fact that it's been with, you know, uh, Peter and Paul Snowden for, what, I don't even know how old this is. Probably a six-year-old now, is it? They're about six or seven. So just the fact that the Triple Crown team, which I'm sure was the instigator of the move, um, decided otherwise and part ways and it's even more interesting because you know they, they won two Everests together that you know combination and they've cut ties so I don't know if it's something behind the scenes or what's happened but uh, yeah it's a bizarre one it's a bit of a shame but I mean we get to see informed Joe Pride expand his stable with you know a multiple group one winner and I guess we'll, we'll see what happens this coming season but I'm guessing the connections want to change and they got it. I'm pretty sure they did like a vote and they all sort of agreed. But yeah, Joe Pride absolutely flying with his stable at the moment. Uh, Dubai Ono is the only horse to have 225 at least Raiders uh, in the Ranvit and the Queen Elizabeth. So uh, back in the Ranvit, which was back in March, that was where Ryan Moore won aboard. And then the Queen Elizabeth, Tommy Markwand was aboard. But Tommy, what did you make of those two wins? Like, I guess, you know, winning them back to back is pretty huge. Obviously beating Animo in the Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, a bit of talk that it was a sort of second stringer for him, but um, it had form behind Bayed and um, some other really good horses. So, um, and he's been targeting the autumn so well for a number of years now as well, William Haggis. So, and to actually see him come down and claim that Queen Elizabeth as well, I thought it was huge. And uh, not just claiming it, but really sticking to Animo, um, our best wet for age horse at the time, and uh, just proves he's he knows what he's doing, but also that. Those um, British horses, especially around that two thousand metre range, they're the real—they're uh, definitely the real deal. But uh, it, yeah, its first win was huge, and then to do what it did in the Queen Elizabeth was um, really breathtaking. 
Coey, that uh, fangirl win back in the King Charles, the new King Charles third, massive prize money for it. Obviously, Mr. Brightside went around real short, but bloody hell, fangirl flew and won by about two and a half lengths. And I don't think all of us saw it winning like that. Thought it could win, but definitely not by two and a half lengths over the inform uh, Mr. Brightside. Yeah, mate, it was it was enormous that day, and you know, I, I guess the retirement of Animo was the biggest. Well, I mean, it, it was always second grade to Animo, and it was great to see the famous colours salute. And I think, it, in hindsight, I mean, it, it was running such great races. Came out of a Golden Eagle where it came second in the well, two springs ago, about a year and a bit ago now, and then from there it was just targeting Group Ones after Group One. So it was about time and. It saluted in, in fact, emphatic fashion, and it was, it's such an exciting horse. And I'd say we're gonna we haven't seen the best of it yet. I think that now we're you know getting drier weather, this and the other. I think we're gonna see more Group One wins. I think Chris Waller, obviously champion trainer himself, he knows what to target, and I'd imagine the setup coming this autumn will be very similar. It might the only I guess the fly in the ointment, if we were to speak, is that. Who does William Haggis bring and the, the Raiders that are going to come into the autumn? Because, like you said, Dubai Honor was enormous. And, like, that form stuck true even after it left Sydney after the Queen Elizabeth where it won really well and backed well and everything else. So it SP'd well. It ended up coming third behind a Romantic Warrior in charts in in a group one. So, And we've seen what Romantic Warrior has gone and done. I think it could be Fangirls here. I don't want to, you know jump in too quickly, but uh, I think we haven't got to the bottom of it yet, so I'm excited to see Fangirl return ne- uh, next year. Yeah, me too. Um, without a fight, Tommy, obviously, Caulfield, Melbourne Cup, became the first, first horse in 22 years to win uh, both the big ones. Uh, look, but uh, apart from that, it was amazing to see him, sorry, Zara, win on both of those, but how much of like a big thing in racing is that? The first time in 22 years to do the both cups. Yeah, it used to be the main form for the Melbourne Cup, but yeah, there'd been a long time since the horse did both, and it wasn't um, it wasn't like he just won. He 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 won pretty well, and he beat some pretty ho- pretty good uh, Europeans. I actually thought it was one of the best. A lot of Europeans. I mean, there are a couple that yeah you probably wouldn't include, but um, definitely some of the stronger ones and uh, performed at Royal Ascot and um, a few other venues as well that people were really keen on. So. I think he um, he beat a really good class and a few people wanted to keep backing him from his Brisbane Carnival and, um, yeah, Chad White. Kohai, I thought we'd go back to you for the Cox Plate. Yourself and I were pretty heavily into Mr. Brightside, which ended up starting about nine bucks on the day. Uh, lost by the good old 0.1 or 0.01 lengths, but Romantic Warrior. Uh, look, at was it second up in Australia? Did pretty amazing. Obviously a really good push from J-Mac right on the line. It was a classic just J-Mac tale, wasn't it? Like, I thought – I was chips in on Mr. Brightside that day. I thought it was just – it was peaking perfectly leading up into it. And I think the $9 price was just, oh, you got to have something on, even at the each way, you know. So it was a bit of a shame that uh, Mr. Brightside didn't salute. But um, I, I, I guess the – well, I mean, when these international raiders come to town, they're not here for a picnic. So – Oh, it was amazing to see, and then it was amazing to see what it did in Chartin over the international round, where it just just did what it needed to and put another group on next to it in its name. So nothing. I'm taking nothing away from Mr. Brightside. I think we can keep following it. I'm sure it's going to go on another Doncaster path, 
or thereabouts. It might be going to the Queen Elizabeth. I guess we'll wait and see because it's never won over the 2,000, but I think it's oh, – depending who, you know, runs in the, the, the Queen Elizabeth this year, it's going to be right up to them. It's one of our best milers, 2,000s going around. And, I mean, the Hayes boys have nothing to lose by nominating him in the strongest races of the spring, the autumn, the calendar in general. So, yeah, I'm excited. I am really excited. I know it's, you know, it's hard to say with his age going up and, you know, his, every, everything's getting older. Everyone's getting older. So I'm hoping that we'll still see the best of Mr. Brightside and I hope we get to see romantic warrior travel again i mean wouldn't that be a great match race once again if they were to line up in the queen elizabeth but a lot to unfold in that space because i mean that's <laughs> two weeks in racing is a long time let alone four months so more to come but i am excited be amazing to see all right one last one before i ask your own personal faves gold trip tommy so this one in the turnbull ended up beating the likes of west wind blows sulcum and uh, romantic Warrior. Put that in context, uh, Caulfield Cup runner-up, West Wind Blows, Melbourne Cup runner-up, Solcom, Cox Plate winner, Romantic Warrior. Uh, we can't take anything away from Gold Trip. That was bloody enormous, that win. Obviously paying really big odds, but won by about two lengths, paid upwards of like $20 in the Turnbull. And yeah, people, but people did question why Sarah didn't want to stay on him and wanted to go with without a fight. And I think he made the right decision going forward. But um yeah, it, it was it was pretty big, but maybe it was just peaked uh, peaked too early. Where I think last year's Melbourne Cup, he had a couple more runs in um, before he really hit his stride there. But uh, and probably the track was a bit more suited to without a fight as well on Melbourne Cup day. But yeah, there's a good lot of stayers there, and um, good to have healthy competition too. And now we talk about uh, some of our own personal favourites uh, throughout the year. Obviously, I'm talking from my pocket with Lindemann, mentioned it a p- bunch of times. Uh, the fact that I have um, a good friend giving me mail where bookies have got the wrong price and ended up jagging Lindemann at 100 to 1 when it jumped at about 4 or 5. That was beautiful. But Kohai, any personal favourites from you? Uh, obviously, the likes of Front Pages winner win um, and the ride from Tyler was absolutely ridiculous. What do you, what's some of your own personal faves? Personal faves, without ordering them, I mean, I can definitely think of, I mean, I think the fairy tale was obviously Ollie saluting in his very last start ever and his, you know, home state, that was magic. And that was insane. The, insane. And the, the pocket was very healthy, healthy uh, after that and it was cocktails all night. So, I, yeah, it, that's one of my favourites. I thought that you can't r- script any of that. Just the way that the lead up, the whole song and dance, it was just, I don't know, it was, it was just beautiful. I, I, I was absolutely speechless after that race, but, yeah, the the hip pocket was much heavier, and I, I love that. Uh, when, you, when you say your hip pocket was full, and that's fantastic, but can you imagine being on track for that when probably oh. every single person there would have been backing him every race, and in that last, when it was decent odds, the whole track would have been on him. The uh, people, bad day for the WA tab or whatever. Oh, 100%. I reckon the bookies would have been just, oh, they'll, what do you do, though? Like, I mean, it's Ollie's final dance. You're going to get backed, and it's more or less, I mean, the WA contingent, they have pike riding in the last every every other week, and they'd hate to see pike salute in the last, I'd imagine, every week. So this, this time around, it was a different narrative where it was Dolly, most successful G1 winner in Australian history. 
lining up for his very last race in a group three race that's named in his honour, everything else. And what do you do? You just have to cough up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's one of my favourites. Uh, I'd say the other one would have been the speaking from Golden, no, well, I guess for the pocket as well, Oban Burma was great. Huge. Uh, I know Good that uh, a lot of people saluted on it at a better price than I, but I am so happy to have seen it. And I guess come in the like, the years to come, do we see more international? I think this year was the real, you know, proof in the pudding that this race could go into elevate into international status, where horses will come from the four corners of the world to run in such a lucrative race. It's it's such a unique setup where it's you know four year olds only. Uh, it's ratings based. It's handicapped. And we, we saw a Japanese rider come down under and salute. So I think Australian racing, Sydney racing more so, is definitely on the calendar for, I guess, people, trainers, jockeys around the world, which is a super exciting prospect. Any favourite for you, Tommy? Any personals? Money-wise, it was probably Redina and the Epsom, um, just drawing that low gate and not a lot of speed and uh, see Cathy. Uh, win and little fist bump across the line. Um, that was definitely healthy for me um, in the pocket. And so was uh, Dozy in the Oaks. Uh, seen McDonald go down there and um, win win for Godolphin. And, and mentioned, he mentioned the Melbourne Cup after as well. Um, so I will remember that. And uh, militarised a couple of those two-year-old races. They, they were some that stood out for the year. But, yeah, Coey mentioned that Ollie thing was just something else. I reckon I've gone back and watched it a bunch of times and find myself watching every bit of it. Um, I know uh, a couple of people have done some good stories around it. I, I will say Sky put together a nice hour interview if you got time to watch it. Uh, but Corey Brown sits down and really has a good chat to him the day before his last day. And then um, the cameras sort of follow him for the day as well. And it was some really good... Some really good viewing because when he when he got that first win, you're like, oh, oh, that's all right. We see him get that, but the next one's his better chance, and then he gets that one, and then everyone's just like, what if, what if he gets three in a row? And on the turn, you're like, he's no chance. And then um, I think Darren's call was amazing because even even he was shocked, like where he came from to win that race. Uh, one of his one of his best rides in all his career. Still, um, you watch it again; it's just uh, spine tingling stuff, and uh, just an epic crowd, epic moment. Um, that's one I'll always go back to. I was a bit busy to have a bet on it. I wanted to because I'm a big fan of Munich as well, but um, I didn't need to. It was it was just good enough to watch, and yeah, that, that was probably my highlight for the year. Beautiful, Dean. Some absolute crackers. All right, we're gonna go on to. I don't know, look towards the weekend and anything that we actually like. I haven't done a whole lot of form, but I'm going to leave Kohai there. He's at the pub getting on it. But Kohai, you got anything to leave us? You like anything for New Year's Day, the weekend or anything? New Year's Day, I'll probably knuckle down on more form. Um, I've had a brief look at it, to be absolutely honest, but it's been the festivities and with work ramping up. Yeah, it's been one hell of a year and uh, I guess the new new year will bring more form. We'll, no, I had a nice little probably three-week, four-week break now, so ready to ro- rock and roll, and I'll hopefully uh, ha- have some more. But uh, as for Saturday, I didn't mind one bet. Um, money's starting to come in for it, so it's a little bit worrying, but 
you know, the, the overs God hopefully prevails. But midnight in Tokyo, coming from the Gateway in Queensland, which is a it's a ballot exempt race for the Stradbroke, and it ran second behind the Australian Bloodstock Runner. I can't remember its name. It's kind of eluding me, but regardless, I think it's drawn well, well enough. I think it should get a nice little suck run, probably two pairs back, one out. Hopefully, salutes. Alrighty, all right. Enjoy the brewery, mate. See you, boys. Speak soon, eh? Yeah. All right, Kohai has gone, so it's just me and Tommy now. But Tommy, before we get started, how was Chrissy, mate? I saw that you uh, put a photo up of your lovely missus copping a bit of double demerit action on the drive on Christmas Day, was it? Oh, I may have only shared that with a select few, but uh, yeah, no, she, um, old Leadfoot was uh, keen to enjoy some Christmas lunch and we got, um, yeah, got pulled over, Merry Christmas, but um now we had a we had a nice lunch and braved the storm on the way home as well. So um, yeah, a bit of fun on the road, but no, it's good. Good couple of days. What's the What's the plan for New Year's, mate? I'm working two days before and two days after, and then uh, I'm in the Gold Coast for ten days. So um, that's what I'm looking forward to working, of course. But um, yeah, are you staying uh, up there work. for ten days? Yes, uh, got a lot on over those ten days. We'll be doing. Uh, couple of shows at Barry Draws, a couple of race meetings up there. Just pure work, mate. You know how dedicated I am to the course. Oh, I'll be up in Queensland as well. I'm trying to make up a good time to actually go up there. So I'm gonna go visit my mum up on the Goldie and then um I'll have to I'll have to come along. But um I have to meet visit Choicey as well. I haven't seen Joycey in a long time. But all right, let's find some winners. Oh, I've been the only one pretty much putting up tips the last couple of weeks. Going okay, um, but I haven't had a huge look at Ramwick, but let's fly through them. If you haven't looked at them, we can move on to the next, but we'll have to have a look at race number one, 1,200 metres, good old handicap. Parkour is the fave, and Jamie Carr is in town. She is riding. It's $2.80 in a couple of points. Commanding artist from the inside at four sixty. We've got Venara, Dark Arts, we got Sacred Fort, but majority of the coin looks to be for the Godolphin favourite. It is uh, had had one start down in Melbourne, but what do we think? You got to think this is the horse she's here to ride before the Magic Millions. Um, she's coming for Godolphin, so you, I think that's pretty good push. And three fifty in the two eighty uh, speaks to that, and it was a good run too. So uh, in that Ballarat race, so I, I got to lean that way just because of that. But there's some good horses here. Uh, the Hawks team. Um, Tried really well with Dark Arts. Commanding Artists look good. Uh, yeah, there's a couple there, but I got, I think that um, Jamie Carr to ride for Godolphin has got to be a bit of a push. It's definitely got to mean something. And reminder, there is a lot of dual noms and stuff. It's the most annoying thing in the world, but there is. Uh, we look at race two, the highway. Gallant Star is the fave. Just favourite, $2.80. The other one is Boomeria from Michaela Weir is uh, Ryan from McQuinn at $3. Straight out to 8 bucks for Discreet Miss in a couple of dollars. Uh, it was $12 this morning. It's 8 bucks now. King Rupert at 12 so We've got big odds for the rest of them. But we've got pretty much two equal favourites for the highway. Had a look at that. Just quick touch on, I, I was on Gallon Star. Um, I think I said on this podcast that Brett Robb was going to have a big day and he got knocked yes. off by his other one at $17. Um, tricky gate for him, but I think he's the best horse in the race. So... I do like him. Discreet miss, good win at Nara last start, and there's been a bit of money for it. Good push from a uh, couple of guys on form line, Brad Gray and Adam Pingilly as well, uh, finding that horse. So um, can it look at it? And I know big raps on from the stable on Lady Carr as well for 
um, the long miles and Hannah Williams coming to town, claiming three. So a bit of one um, each way, $26 lady car, um, especially if she's in town too, but I'm with Gallant Star. Always good to hear um, Adam Pengilly, one of the fastest talkers I think I've ever heard from memory whenever I hear him talk. Uh, midway, 1,400 metres, benchmark 72, uh, run with the tired. Zach Lloyd, favourite, $3.20, was five fifty. No deduction, so a couple of bucks for it. Uh, Tabs is there, drawn wide. Rachel King, who is riding really well, $5. We got six fifty for Poseidon Ruler, was 10 Then we got drifters like Toro and Amika. Um, Chad Schofield, that's out to $10 from 7 Likewise with Byron, Bluff and Blusters there and whatnot. But good coin for Poseidon Ruler, Bullock, and run with the tide, Zach Lloyd. Midway, thoughts? Yeah, tough one. I'm a bit at sixes and sevens here. Could push a couple. Run with the tide looks probably the map and the quality, probably leaning towards it, but uh, not, not real keen. No one likes a midway. All right, race four, 1,300 metres, benchmark 72. Keenan is the fave. Hippo aboard. And if you look at Hippo's ride today, uh, amazing. If you look at the Gospel Guineas, he rode it really well. 12, barrier 12, um, what are we, 460, was 420, a little bit of a drift. We've got Sydney Bowler, Jay Collett aboard for the O'Shea Stable at 480. We have Miss Emma at sixes. Uh, crazy money, just double-check deductions. We've got a five-cent deduction. House of Cards, though, $23 into 850. Rachel King and Friedman's. Hyde Park is there at nine, double figures for the rest of them. But let's go here, man. House of Cards. So had a good um, win at Kemble. was a big fan of the show. It was one of my favourites. But, um, yeah, no, it was a good one. But... A lot of, lot of potential in this race, some really up-and-coming horses. I was a big fan of Keenan and the last prep. Sydney Bowler strung a few together. Um, yeah, House of Cards, that win first up. You can see why there's been a bit of money. And I will say, um, again, Mr. Pangeli gave a little bit of rap for Colours of Autumn after its win last start. One I'm with, though, is Miss Emma. I, I, that Canterbury win was too good for me, and uh, I think it's the um, one to watch going forward, and I like it around that six bucks. Tommy aboard as well, and Tommy's right. I don't know if you saw it that Lekvart today. It was literally settled, settled second last the whole race and flew home to win by about two lengths. Crack and ride, Tommy Berry today. Um, race number five, two thousand meter distance race, benchmark eighty eight, Naval College. We know the horse. Uh, Mr. Stanley is riding three eighty into three twenty. Uh, Touristic is there at four twenty. It's coming a little bit from fires. We had a bit of a drift for deficit to four sixty. Dream flight seven fifty. Rachel King and Bjorn. Miss you, Ella is eights and Kabotch nine dollars. The rest are pretty big odds. But uh, Naval College for the Nisham Stable obviously had that ride. Uh, Ramwick was it last week or two weeks ago? Um, but second up, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's going to be winning wherever it goes. Whether it is this race, a little whisper is the Stab Mail. It is running here. Jet Stanley on. But also Norm Dan favourite for the shootout in Brisbane. So um, interesting to see where it goes. I think it wins if it is here. So maybe take that three twenty in case it does. Um, that's the whisper is yeah it will run here, but you never know. Um, deficit is probably the one I want to be with if it doesn't run. Yeah, the bloody old dual norms just be the death of you. But um, race number six mile benchmark seventy eight huge deduction with step aside coming out seventeen cents. So I won't talk about flux. But Louisville is there. Tommy Berry riding for the Wallace Stable been running pretty consistently with a win and a couple of seconds. That's at three fifty. Miracle spins there at four dollars eighty. Second up uh, had a run a couple of weeks ago. Stonecoats there. Hieronymus riding for Gay. That's at fives. Crafty Eagle fives floating eight fifty doubles for the rest. But that's a big deduction, 17 cents with Step Aside coming out. 
Yeah, funny too, because I think it was better suited to this race, but um, I would have would have loved to backstep aside here. But, um, yeah, we'll touch on it later. Look, it's a tough one. I, I'm, I'm not too sure what the weather is going to do. They've, early in the week they said storms and they've gone, then they're back and they're not. Um, if there is a bit of rain, um, I think floating's the one. It was it was great coming from last in that uh, narrow cup or near the last anyway. And if there's a bit of if there's a bit of showers or around that soft track, that's the one I want to be with. But um, if not, uh, I'm a big fan of Miracle Spin. Probably I want to see it have another run or two before we see the best of it. But it's definitely um, a horse on the up and Stonecoat can see it back first up too. All right, so first leg of the quaddy is race number seven, and it is over the mile, benchmark 100. Grabini is there. Um, had a good win at Randwick last start. Um, was beat the likes of um, King of the Castle and stuff, which have been running quite well as well. So Karen, I think he sticks. I think he wrote, he's been riding it lately. So that's $2.60. Uh, Stonecoat, which is running in the previous race, was the one that came out here, but that's a huge deduction of $0.14. Cents. Um, Charterhouse is there at fives with Jay Collard Awards. Skylab still going around fives. Excellent proposal at eights. Fortune Teller and Substantial as well. But Tommy, this looks um, pretty tough. Grabini, I guess, was pretty impressive last start, but I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, no real speed here, um, which spells trouble for old Skylab. You want you want a wet track and a bit of speed, but maybe Grabini goes forward and can dictate. Um, yeah, I think they've just placed it so well, this prep, and this might be another one where um, it can dictate and really just control the action. So i got, I got to be with Grabini here. All right, Grabini, $2.60. Fave, we got Racer 8, which is 1,100-metre benchmark, 78, and Afterlight is the favourite, looking for three in a row. Tommy has the ride, winning at Warwick Farm, Canterbury, now having a crack at Ramwick. It is $4.20. Dollar Magic's there. Reese Jones has the ride at four eighty. Good coin for either or. 11s into 6s. Uh, Show High. Well, Kohai named after him. That's copped an 11 cent deduction. So keep that in mind. At looking at Flux, Bubba's Bay 750, Acapella Sun 8s, and Rupertar 850 as well. Uh, this is also pretty tough, Tommy. They're all pretty even up top. Mate, if we don't get the rain and there is a bit of genuine tempo here with um, uh, things like either or drawing outside and really want to upset the Apple card, I think if they overdo it, uh, Acapella Sun was massive last start. I don't know it was a highway, but. Really running home strong. It, it's a bit of a play, I reckon, at the price if um if the track is nice and even. But I've got to say, after Afterlight was really strong last start at Canterbury, drawn really well. Tommy Berry, uh, I think he rode three or four the other day, last um last Saturday as well. So he's a man in form. I think he took Boxing Day off to have a couple of uh, a nice big Chrissy meal, and now he's back. And um yeah, keen to see um him have another big day. Alrighty, we go to race number nine and handicap. So this is where step aside is. It's fives into about three dollars twenty. Checking deductions, there's about fifteen cents in this race as well. Far out. Uh, Midnight of Tokyo is here, so I actually don't remember if Koai said here or Queensland. He thought it was running, but here it's paying six dollars, three dollars up in Queensland. So don't know where it's running. Uh, test data silence six fifty in from nine fifty. Grass Castilia is at twelves. Lady of Luxuries thirteens. Excelatus thirteens. You got a lot of here at big odds. It's a massive field. Um, but this is where Step Aside's going. Tommy, not sure about midnight in Tokyo. What do you reckon? Yeah, tough one with that. And again, not a lot of pace. I, I think Louvois from the outside actually 
uh, might lead on his own and from that outside gate might just go forward and um, it could be a bit of an each-way play if they don't decide to kick out kick up but I guess it does depend on what's doing on the day and we'll well and truly know by then but I think the horse um the two horses I want to talk about is I'm, I'm assuming Midnight and Tokyo is going north but um if it is here like it's it's going to be a massive chance after um after Coey's points he made before and um especially if it stays here compared to going to Queensland and it's going to be ready to go but the two horses I want to talk about seven sign testator Swalens both really hard done by step aside, pushed up second on the protest last start and look, it was trucking right in the corner and was going to really do well and um, just sort of ran on, just mi- just missed out after after the carnage and tested horse silence. Once it got out, it flew and Joe Pride on the back up now has this horse. Um, he's been doing pretty well with it and always been a big fan of this horse too and I know Reese Jones gave it a massive plug through the week. And at a price, I'm probably leaning towards Testator Silence. Good odds for that one. All right, we go to the last 1,200-metre benchmark, 78, Union Army for Gerald Ryan Sterling. $3.50 with Jay Collard aboard. This is where Shuhai is going. He's $5. Uh, she, sorry, she's $5. Zach Lloyd has the ride um, coming out of five. Contemporary is there. Jamie is riding five fifty. Plundering's there as well. Obviously, Jewel Nom, Chalet, Dynamic Spirit. There's a lot here at 9 bucks. Tough one to finish the day, Tommy. I guess coin coming from the fave. Put the most trickiest race. I mean, they usually do it, and I think they've done it again here. So it's usually a field job in the quaddy, and it looks pretty similar here. But I probably with contemporary, I like Jamie Carr on this horse. Uh, there's a fair bit of speed, and it could set up for – yeah, it's been running consistently without winning, but maybe Jamie can get it over the line. Um, it's probably it for me, but wouldn't be shocked if anyone wins, really. Um, all right, we're going to have a look at a couple from Doombin. Uh, we're likely going to see a couple of horses nommed here as well as Sydney, so keep that in mind. I'm going to go to race number six, the 2,000-metre race, and look at it. Naval College is the favourite there, which is also down in Sydney, which we talked about. So uh, if it runs here, $3.40, equal favourite with Princess Rainies, uh, both at $3.40. We've got $8 for June 45. Blake Shin is in town riding. Quality time, actually a horse I've actually liked in the past, but... Um, owes me a couple of dollars. Great house. Um, used to be one of my... I think Tommy used to like it as well. It's actually had a win last start at Eagle Farms. So that's at 12s. The rest of them are all big odds. But um, I don't know, Tommy, if Naval College goes here, are you with? Yeah, you got to be. But um, as I said, I heard whispers from the camp that it's going to Sydney. But you'd think if it here, it's going to be a massive chance, um, especially the way. Really good. Uh, in saying that, if it doesn't... Um, yeah, Shin's in for a big carnival. I think he's been up there for a couple of weeks, staying up there, getting ready for um, a big carnival. So him on June 45 will be a chance. And big fan of Princess Ranieri's as well. Um, Benny Thompson for Tony Gollum. Really, really good horse, this one. And um, strung a couple of really good uh, races together. And it could be the one you want to be going forward. Yep, have to agree. Uh, we go to the first leg of the quarter, which is the Vogue, the Group 3. Uh, $2.40 favourite. I'm just checking, scratching. So, yeah, eight cents deductions. Uh, we have uh, Show Me Mercy there from the Kendrick Stable. Michael Rod is riding. He's been riding great lately. Uh, it's going to be second up. It's $2.40. Chrysor, Jimmy Orman aboard at $3.80. Zuforia has drawn pretty wide. Had a really good win at Rum. Round week last night, I think it drifted a little bit, but just got there and held on. So five dollars, deep respect at six fifty, a couple of dollars for it. Sofrado, Black Minto, look, it's a tough one, but this favourite's been um, well back. Tommy and Michael Rod, a jockey in form. 
Yeah, really funny race. You got a you got a couple here. Like, yeah, Shami Mercy's definitely got a good upside on here. Um, bit of should should really go well second up too. Uh, not too sure what the weather's been doing. I know they had some storms yesterday in Brisbane and uh, a few other things. I, I actually think there's extreme heat meant to be on Saturday as well, and I don't know how that's going to affect him. But I'm a big fan of Christ, so I backed it in that um, in that Tap Craig last last win, and um, they're definitely going the Magic Millions. Whether it's the run that needs to have, because I don't know if he is a a Doomben horse, but really interested in seeing it. Uh, run and Craig Williams on Zephoria. Uh, I think that's the way I want to run. Um, should like Durban. Gates a bit of a tricky one, but um, it's it's had a couple of runs uh, recently and done pretty well. So it's probably the horse I want to be with. But you watch Chrysler running late going towards the millions. Yeah, I am agreeing with you across all. Jimmy Orman, love backing him as well, drawn on the inside. We go to the Nudgy Stakes. This is uh, with a couple of. Well, two of them, pretty eagle odds. So we have uh, Parasol, Blake Shin has the role, the ride, $3.80, and Comrade Rosa at $3.90. Uh, checking a couple of scratchings, we have about $0.06. Cents. So, yeah, $3.80, Parasol, Comrade Rosa, drawn pretty wide, both of them actually, $3.90. Lady Laguna is there at 6 Tyler is aboard, so Tyler Schiller. Chinny Boom, obviously this horse had a stack of wins in a row. Obviously had a good win actually at Rockhampton last start too, six fifty. Uh, better get set, a couple of bucks for it for Stephen O'Day, Matt Hoisted, Ben Thompson aboard, $11. Extremists there at 14s. We've got bigger odds for the rest. Uh, Parasol, though, Tommy, good horse. Came second in that uh, listed race down at Flemington, I think, last start. Yeah, it was it it, it was nice. Um, in that form with uh, Better Get Set and Comrade Rosa, it's going to be pretty strong too. Always been a big fan of Lady Laguna, but I'm a Chinny Boo man, and I want to be on here too. Um, Jed Stanley, um, big big rap on it as a two year old, obviously, and uh, coming to town last time had a couple of hiccups. Only had the one run last prep too, but I think he's back. He had his win at Rocky and um, back in town, so really keen to see it and. Um, big fan of the Bushies, so hopefully he gets the win. All righty, Chinny. We go to race nine, which is the Buffering, one of the great horses, Buffering. Um, Zoo style, $3.40 favourite. Uh, it was $4.20 originally. We're copping a five-cent deduction. Uh, drawn four, Ryan Maloney aboard, Tony Golan, $3.40. Tamerlane is there, Blake Sheen. A uh, little bit of a drift out to four forty. Freedom Rally drawn wide at four eighty. Willow aboard. The Face, Tommy's always favourite horse. Uh, cheering that home. $9.50, Kabling, Startante's Irish Songs, The Good Goodbye, 11.11. I've always loved that horse as well. Uh, but Zoo Style, I reckon, the favourite. It is um, had a good win. What was it the George Moore, I think, was its last race, was it? Yeah, really, really interesting race. There's some good horses in some good form. Gee, I want to uh, go back to an old favourite in Startante's, and I, I think it, they could really overdo it here with the face and Zoo Style and a few others that really... Um, Love humming along and start town taste record um, at Doombin is actually pretty good for a back marker. And um, I think the pace is really well and truly on here and it could set up. It's going to need a lot of luck, obviously, but I'm a big fan of this horse and a big fan of Rob Heathcote. So um, at the $17, I think it's good each way price start time taste for me. And maybe even something a little um, on Irish songs as well. Louise White's bought this horse off our um, man, Joycey, and just going from strength to strength and um, 
really got this horse running again, and it, it's one I love to see do well. So something small on Irish Song, something small on Star Tantes. 65 starts for old boy, old um, Irish songs. Amazing. All right, I'm just going to mention the last just because there's one horse here that I don't mind, and it's Navis 2. Blake Shin is riding. It had a run at Ipswich. Uh, it was last up. Um, was okay. So I think it's about three dollars and eight. Yeah, three dollars and eighty now. It did open more, but we've had oh geez, we've had fifteen, eighteen cents deductions. So three dollars eighty is neighbours to us drawn the inside. There is a favourite in three dollars sixty called Hatchet, which is um, Michael Rod and Rob Heathcote. That's the other one there. Vindamalee is there eight fifty. RNT another one of Tommy's favourites is riding at thirteens. But um, do you like anything in the last? You haven't had a look at the last, Tommy. Yeah, a bit of a tricky one to finish as well. Um, yeah, there's a couple of good horses in there. I don't mind um, the likes of Rainbow Connection and Golden Point coming to town. I think, um, yeah, just starting to get to see the best of Rainbow Connection before they tipped it out. Um, Manny Dunn's always had big uh, opinion of it, but drawn a bit of a shit gate. But um, it's not a bad horse at all. And he's on fire at the moment, Matty Dunn. And I love Sterling uh, Oslin, he, wherever he puts his horses, they always run really well. And Tyler Schiller on uh, Golden Point, it's a could be a bit of a knockout in the last. But you mentioned a few others. It's um, it's a good race to finish. Actually, a really good race in a Doombin. So um, I couldn't talk you out of anything there. All right, it is actually good. So Queensland racing obviously ramping up pretty pretty big. Uh, I'm just going to mention the. So there is Canterbury on New Year's Day. Uh, the sprint. I'm just going to mention this. I don't know if you've had a look, but the market's open and the favourite is Brudenell. Always one of mine, Brudenell. I love dealing aboard. It's drawn very wide. It's a $4.80 favourite, so there's plenty of value there. Um, did open four sixty, so they're a bit unsure of who should be fave. So uh, Brudenell, drawn 11, Dylan aboard for the Lee Stable, $4.80. We got Recommendation, a little bit of a drift, four sixty out to sixes with uh, Regan Bayless aboard. Insurrection, this is a really good ho- a horse. I loved it to win at Kembla. Um, Zach Lloyd riding sixes into fives. You have Malkovich, surely Jew, old Malkovich. Uh, who else? We got Cinewan at twelves. We got Zoo Tiger there at seven fifty. We got Lady Laguna at fives. We got Space Boy, Dynamic Impact. It's actually a cracking sprint. So twelve hundred meter Canterbury. Um, no idea if you've had a look, Tommy, but anything. Not bad at all. I've been on the insurrection train the last few starts, so I'd probably follow it. But um, there's a few scratchings to be done, and I'd want to have a look at the map as well. There's a ton of speed, obviously, and it's also going to depend on how even Canterbury is by then. Um, so there's a few things to play out, but, yeah, definitely a massive insurrection fan as well. And also I've uh, picked up a share in a horse that is running on the same card in – Cream Rises in race four, uh, just a small share, uh, $21. Probably don't back it first up, but I think, um, yeah, Mitch Beer's going to have this horse going pretty pretty well. He's pretty excited about it. Um, a couple other people in the uh, ownership include um, the great uh, Darren Flindell and a few other people. So uh, I've only got a real small percent, but can you see Cream Rises run? And it's actually a really good um, day. I'll, I'm I'm going to be working in the studio, but there's um, four meetings on Sky Tower at Central. Canterbury is a great one. Um, the Inverell Cup, the time honoured. Ascot with the Perth Cup, which um, they go nuts for over there. And this King of the Mountain race is actually a ripping race as well. They um, had their first run in last year, but I think it's much more suited to 
New Year's Day. And a lot of this racing sort of st- doesn't start till 2 o'clock. So go out, have your big night, wake up, finish your kebab and turn on the races. I reckon it's a great card. And I think Rothfire drawn the car park, but absolutely the best horse in this race by far. I don't think it matters that it's drawn the car park because I, I just think he's the best horse and I reckon he'll be winning. Dollar eighty-five is pretty short, but I, I think he wins. Yep, King of the Mountain is Toowoomba Racing. So a bit later on, I think it races about half past five, that uh, King of the Mountain. Yeah, Rothfire, dollar eighty-five. But looking at what it's up against, again, all that pizzazz is probably the other one, but could be a goodie. All right, before we wrap, mate, anything else around the grounds? Do you like anything? Got any others running? No, I think that's it, mate. Yeah, just um, plenty of racing on, though. So, yeah, just um, going to be a few few good days coming forward, I reckon. You going out for New Year's? I will be at the Newport Arms for New Year's, and then uh, it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. So, um, no, go there. I'm actually considering doing the drive. I know I don't really leave the Northern Beaches that much, but I may consider driving to Canterbury on New Year's Day just because I've only done it a couple of times, but I really like their, their night meetings. I know this isn't one of those, but they do it really well out at Canterbury. It's a bit fun. So that could be a possibility. And then um, likewise, mate, I might, might see you up in Queensland. Yeah, like the casino on the way back as well. Well, or? the star is obviously one of the great ventures. As it's on well. the way. Exactly, it's on the way. You want to go on the way, not on the way back. In case you got <laughs> no, no coin. But um, all right, mate. Enjoy. Uh, hope you had a good Chrissy. Enjoy the new year. Hopefully, we have a couple of winners. If you like anything amazingly, just chuck it in the group. And then, um, yeah, enjoy work, mate. Yeah, you too, mate. Happy New Year, and uh, find plenty of winners. Hopefully. Alrighty. See ya. See you, mate.